Welcome to Flix, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 136 in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B are joined by our good chums Jen and Sarah to discuss our gold, silver, bronze films of the 2010s. What a decade for film it was. The decade of the social network, Roma, boyhood. Wait, none of those get mentioned at all? Are you kidding me? Now, the end is near, so we face the final curtain. My friends, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case of which I am absolutely certain. I have lived a life that's full, I have travelled each and every highway, and more, actually much more, than this. I loved this decade because of all of the wonderful things that happened. Women decided that they actually didn't like men being gross. We survived the rumoured end of the world on the 21st of December 2012, and we saw the launch of Instagram, Airbnb, ISIS, and Uber. There's a lot to celebrate. But of course, you don't care about any of that. You care about film. So I gathered the least qualified, least informed, least charismatic filmic minds that just happened to be in my flat at the time and told them to write down their favourite films of the 2010s for a podcast we'd be recording in 20 minutes. I was actually saying the same thing in both because you're the most Andalusian. Oh, and here we are. I'm joined by Jen and Sarah, who you may remember for our incredible Hobbs and Shaw review and from the Gold, Silver, Bronze of 2019 that we recorded uh, just about an hour ago. And Tiffany B, who you may remember from almost all flicks since the dawn of time. We are here. We are ready to chat. So, asking you to condense a decade's worth of films, thousands of films, down into your top Three. It's hard. How difficult was this? That was cruel. Yeah. It was cruel. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah, huh? I agree. In twenty minutes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we've actually watched movies in the last ten yeah. years. This is yeah. it. So that it got difficult. Yeah. Turns out, if you watch a lot of movies or you don't watch enough movies, <laughs> it's equally <laughs> complicated. Tricky. Yeah. Yeah. The ideal. Watch about a dozen, and then you can easily separate the wheat from the chaff. Um, so I, uh, much like the Gold Silver Bronze for 2019, um, I'm going to outlaw Marvel films from my list, um, because realistically, maybe nine of the top ten would be Marvel films. This was, of course, the year of Marvel. Decade. Um, uh, The decade of Marvel. Shit. Um, so my, my Gold Silver Bronze would be, if Marvel were included, Bronze, Captain America Civil War... Silver, Avengers 2012, and Gold, Avengers Endgame 2019. But we're not talking about them. We're not talking about them. I'm going to go with a non-Marvel only Gold, Silver, Bronze. And as with the 2019 ones, uh, I'm less interested in mine because I already know what I'm going to say. I'm much more interested (laughs) in yours. So we're going to start with mine. I'm going to start with my bronze, which is, after a lot of deliberation... It's hard. It's very tricky. And I also tried to kind of veer away from... Ones that we'd already done flicks about. Yes. You didn't um, tell me about that. No, I didn't. And Sorry. I don't expect you to follow my <laughs> okay. same rules. Um, you well, know. Just saying. Uh, What's flicks? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I, so there are a couple that will, that will show up in the honourable mentions that were almost picked, but we'd already done flicks there. Yeah. Um, so my uh, bronze uh, will be Alpha Papa. What? Yeah. Alpha Papa. 
uh, is the uh, Alan Partridge <laughs> film. Sarah, do you know Alan Partridge? Oh, well, no, I know Alan Partridge. Oh, I don't okay. know the film, though. So Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa, is a film... Is the film <laughs> I version... I can't believe you're saying this. Is the film version... There's been a lot of flicks. ...of... Um, uh, of... Alan Partridge. And it's like with the Downton Abbey thing, it takes a TV character, TV show, and expands it to a feature film. But it, it does make it larger... And it does, but sometimes when TV shows into films can either be not big enough, and so it just feels like, oh, this is just like you've taken a, a plot that you didn't use for another thing and just stretched it out and, you know, extended everything beyond its, its possible use. Or they can be too big and they can put the characters that you like in situations that there's no way that they would ever be in. And it seems just ridiculous. Um, but this hits the right balance of putting him in a situation that... In his mind, because he's very self-centred, in his mind is like Die Hard, essentially. It's like a, a hostage situation in the, radio, in the local radio station where he works. There's a hostage situation. And so he thinks that he is, you know, Bruce Willis. He thinks he is the action <laughs> hero of this all. But he is an idiot. And just for <laughs> sheer laughs per minute, there are not that many films, I think, that beat it. For uh, doing what it intends to do, i.e. just making you laugh, it is so, so effective. Just laughter and laughter and laughter and laughter. And I, yeah, I absolutely love it. Wow. Yeah. Are you shocked? I'm so shocked. You know, just for decent people everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I won't say anymore. It's That's an incredible strange. film. It's it's a it's a solid gold five star. It film hits for me. very specifically on your funny bone, doesn't it? Yes. I yes. think that's that's if yeah, I I think an yeah, an 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 aptitude or an appreciation for Anna Partridge is probably necessary to watch it. So <laughs> it's, it's a very a niche prerequisite. Film. Please do not watch it unless you <laughs> Um But it's just yeah, it just makes me laugh so so much and just consistently and it just keeps on going and doesn't let off with the comedy so alpha papa shocking deal with it haters (laughs) wow somebody else say something so i don't feel as weird (laughs) um i'll go my one is very also very niche to me i i don't expect it will appear on anybody else's list Uh uh but it's not crazy <laughs> like yours <laughs> I don't think but yeah um, in the spirit of what's favourite for me yes um, is 20, 20th century women mm. um, I just I really love the energy of this film it's so it's right up my street it's like it's like you know yeah. uh, alpha papa for you except it's just not funny it doesn't make me laugh or it does but not in the same way um, but it's just it's perfect for me it makes me feel warm I love Annette Benning, and <laughs> I just want her to be in my life in some way <laughs> um, I think she's great and it's quiet and it's small and it's thoughtful and it's about women and um, it has women that are very you know they're, they're a little quirky but they're not quirky in an annoying way of like I just, you know, Zoe Deschanel. It's more of a kind of <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, myself, and I'm a little bit weird, and that's fine. Um, and I really like that. I think it's like it's n- it's n- nostalgia for a time when I wasn't alive, but uh, like the late seventies. But um, 
but it's it's just so warming. I feel like, oh yeah, I want to go back to that time. So as this was a few years ago, and yeah. not everybody might have seen. Oh. What's the kind of basic plot? Sorry, yes, um, it's about a single mum, Annette Benning, and her young kind of teenage son, um, and they live in this big house. I don't know what's happened to the dad, but he's not there. Um, and they have a couple of um, like lodgers living in the house, and it's kind of about the boy, his. It's like you know, him growing narrating into, it, I think, isn't it? It's mainly it's him older. narrating it, and then some... Okay. He's talking about his mum. But it, it's really about him learning about women, really. Because he's got his mum, who is very kind of bohemian and, like, cool in a kind of 70s way. And then he's got this girl that he's attracted to that is, you know, has, is quite troubled and isn't very interested in him. And then another girl who's um, older than him, almost like a big sister figure who kind of teaches him about feminism and, like, he get kind of gets into it and, yeah. It's him learning about women. So he's learning about older women, like, the history of women, and then his peers as women. Um, yeah, and it's, like, when you ask what it's about, it's really difficult because it's not that kind of film. It's not plot-heavy at all. It's very character-heavy. There's a few things that happen, but really... It's, it's kind of about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for you to poke fun at me, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I love it. It's like a nostalgia time capsule kind of small story, and it just makes you feel warm, and it just makes you think, I don't know, like families can be made of anyone. Yeah. Like here's this boy, and he's kind of learning about life and women through these people that just kind of happen to be in his life because they live in the same house. Um and I could watch it again and again, and I love it. I think it's great. Have you guys seen it? I have not. No. It's uh, been added to the it's list. On the list. <laughs> it's on the list. Now. It's on the list. <laughs> it's been on the list for a while. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah. Nice choice. Thanks. A very you choice, which is a choice that I respect. <laughs> Thank you for offering me the same I courtesy. respect it. I respect you it. Don't. I just am shocked. Shocked. Anyway, Jen. Yeah. Um... Tough, tough call to put these movies together. Absolutely. But for the sake of here, right uh-huh. now, um, I'm going to change my bronze. Whoa, Whoa. look at this wow. on the fly. To something personal, too. Okay. Which nice. was originally uh, um, an honorable mention, but uh-huh. I, I believe... It's been promoted. The, the two of the movies that I have on got a lot of awards and so people know more about them mm-hmm. and here's one that they should know about okay Pariah oh by okay. Dereese Dereese uh, wrote a very personal film in 2011 made it shot it got a brilliant actress to play the main character in the spirit of 20th century women it's more about internal growth than uh-huh. anything specific happening in the film but it's a very poetic film it's um, set I believe in New York City uh, this young African American woman is trying to find herself and her place in the world and the feelings that she has for various people and it's it's just an incredibly poetic film okay. that got D. Reese to go and make something big that I do not remember what it is but the quiet of that film um, was very weightful 
that's a word. Yeah. Sure. Well, me. It's America, <laughs> and I like to call it we. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> but now uh, that uh, um, my my original uh, bronze was Black Swan, but I think anybody oh. can understand why Black okay. Swan should be mentioned. Um, and so. This is how tense this is, guys. Decisions hanging on a knife edge can change it literally any second. And and thus they did, as I went for more of a heartwarming, heartbreaking story rather than a seriously disturbed story in Black Swan that was brilliant. I mean, you can say it. It was fucked up. It was fucked up. But it 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 was spectacularly fucked up, but in all the ways. So basically, nice. Pariah is Pariah. my bronze. Nice. With a whole That's bunch nice. of other ones, apparently. Okay. Yeah. yeah. D. Reese, I'm looking up here, is uh, the one who did Mudbound. Yes, that's more, it. More oh, yeah. I have stuff. seen that. That's what nice. she ended up doing next. Awesome. I, I'm looking forward to her writing something else because her writing is very pretty. Nice. And deep. She's also written and directed episodes for television series, including Empire, When We Rise, and Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh. if you're interested... Go D. D, then, uh, yeah, go for that. Awesome. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. A very lovely. personal choice, which is what Blix is all about. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Sarah. In Sarah. that same vein. Oh, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh, no. I'm, also I'm desperately now scrabbling to find Sarah. I'm just very glad this is a safe space <laughs> as we are talking about personal films. None safer. So um, mine is based on a book, um, which was very controversial at the time it came out because this film and the book depicts God as a woman. So my uh, bronze film for the decade is The Shack, starring Sam Worthington and Octavia Spencer as God. Oh, Uh, yeah! God needs to be somebody. Octavia seems a good option. The premise of this film is: it's a man. He this this family guy, this dad. He takes his kids out camping. One of his daughter goes missing. Um, no spoilers, it's all in the trailer. Okay. The daughter dies. Okay. And it's the story of how this man struggles with the pain and the loss and the grief and forgiveness and finding himself and um, being able to go through life without actually having any answers and okay. how that kind of like eats at you and leaves this hole in you. And so he discovers this letter and it's this invitation to come to this place where this whole thing happened with his daughter and he gets out there and... Um, expecting to find a shack, he finds this home, and in it is Octavia Spencer as God, um, her son Jesus, and um, this Asian woman who is representing the Holy Spirit. Okay. Oh. So it's this whole, like, it's it can be very preachy Yeah. Um, if you're going into it in that, that aspect, but on the other hand, it's one of those films that kind of allows you to take just, if you block out all of the religion behind it, just take out um, this introspective moment of you know, how do I relate to this? How does pain affect me? What steps do I take to kind of fill the void of something that's kind of just eating at you and eating at you? And so it was just, it was a beautifully made film. They did a lot of really cool stuff with gardens and butterflies and caves. And it was, it was cool to watch, but it was also really cool to just take it in and just allow yourself to be completely within your own head and your own emotions for a moment. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Does he 
do is it like explicit that she's like hi I'm God or is that like well, if you read it in a certain it's way it's kind of funny it. because she her name in the film is Papa but she's okay. projected as a woman mm. and so she's like basically like telling her him like yeah I'm God but at the same time okay it's left a little ambiguous okay but there's nice. all of the um, symbolism there yeah so. um, and um, as a perk, Tim McGraw makes a cameo. Tim McGraw as the neighbor. So. <laughs> the neighbor. <laughs> he sounds actually, like a big pop. <laughs> he's actually the narrator, so it's very cool. I hope that is how he's established in like a kind of Happy Days kind of way. Yeah. yeah. So, and Tim, Tim McGraw, McGraw as the, the neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> Borrow some sugar. <laughs> and he offers a sandwich. He so. offers a sandwich. <laughs> well, that's great. It's a film that I've literally never heard of. No, which yeah. makes it a perfect choice. Well, I have heard of it. Oh, really? Yeah, mainly because of the what? kind of... Um, no, no, not because of Octavia Spencer playing God. Yeah. I read like an article about it, but um, I didn't hear much more about it. Yeah. When did it come out? Do you know? 2017, yeah. Oh. Nice. Yeah, which was a film, a year of great films. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Yeah, I have to look it up. Nice. Maybe that's a clue as to what's coming up in the Silver oh. and Gold. Who knows? Oh. Who knows? <laughs> We're going to find out. Um, great choices. Great choices, everyone. That's, that was a... Very diverse. A tip-top yeah. round. And I hopefully, like it. Uh, hopefully that continues. <laughs> um, we all say the same now. My <laughs> uh, Silver uh, is uh, a film that I can't believe we didn't do a flick. So I was sure that we did a flick about it. And then when I saw we didn't, I was like, oh, this is... Oh, let's talk about this. Uh, Ex Machina oh, is a yeah. film that I... It was one of those films that you watch once and you just fall in love with you just think yeah this is whoever made this which was Alex Garland was it just he I think he made it for me (laughs) it's like it's sci-fi but it's really small sci-fi it's really contained sci-fi it's really well done sci-fi it's very thought-provoking and challenging and the script there's just no waste in it, it's so efficient with what it does. So it's the story of um, this guy who works for a tech company, this kind of all-encompassing tech company, and he wins uh, a competition to um, go and visit the head of this, the CEO of this company, who's this reclusive billionaire genius weirdo guy. Um, and so he kind of helicopters in uh, at the beginning. Um, and he's in this little kind of weird kind of outdoor compound thing. Uh, and he finds out that there's actually a kind of an ulterior motive with setting up this competition, is that he is there to, um, to test an AI. So he's there Sorry. to administer a Turing test, because Turing said that the, the only way of, of establishing whether an AI is truly an AI is if it, you can interact with it and not realise that you're interacting with a robot and just think that you're interacting with a person. Um, But it's not just an AI, it's a robot. And so the CEO has made this robot that he wants his employee to kind of test, essentially, over the course of about a week um, and see whether she... Can, can, I mean, she. It's a. I'm falling into it already because it's a. It's a robot that's made in the uh, the image of uh, a woman made in the image of Alicia Vikander. Because why wouldn't you? Um, and he has to. 
interact with her but then it just gets really weird and fucked up and amazing and brilliant and it's and the ending is so powerful because I would have done exactly the same thing it's <laughs> 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 like oh shit um, uh, yeah it, it, and it's just stayed with me and the soundtrack is just delicious um, I, it's one, one that is, is on fairly constant rotation uh, on, on my iTunes uh, Oscar Isaac's in it and Oscar Isaac is amazing in everything he's ever done except for Sucker Punch and Donald Gleeson is in it and Alicia Vicar it's just essentially just three people mm. with all these crazy special effects and oh, it's just uh, so good and I love it and I love it and I love it and that's wow. that's the second best film of the 2010s Chicago I remember yeah. loving that film. Um, I don't remember the details of it, which <laughs> now that you're talking about it, it yeah. makes me want to go back. But I do remember there's this one scene and she just turns her head to look and it just it was just the way that they shot it. It just yeah. like kind of got in you and you're like, I don't know if I should be terrified right now or really interested. It. Like, this is it. Yeah. yeah. And there's, and there's the amazing moment partway through that I've seen an interview with Alex Garland, who's the guy who wrote 28 Days Later in the beach and stuff um, uh, there's the moment part way through where Oscar Isaac after just getting weirder and weirder and weirder and it's all tense and tense and tense and tense and then he just has this weird dance break with one oh, of his robots yeah. and Alex so Garland just said I just wanted something that was so weird that it just <laughs> kind of took some of the pressure off <laughs> and just kind of you could just relax a little bit before then we ramp back up and there was no way of doing it that didn't yeah mess it up so I just thought well, let's just have him do a dance or yeah. something and yeah. he just has this weird choreographed dance with the robot and it's yeah and he's really into it he's yeah. so he's into, into it, it. Yeah. yeah and Donald Gleeson is amazing yeah, yeah. as because he's so earnest and sweet and like nice and just a regular guy yeah you feel Core like he would do the right thing he's yeah. a guy that wants to do the right thing yeah and then he's all swept up in this yeah, yeah. and Oscar Isaac is a guy that you don't know yeah, what the hell is going on with him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Oh, let's just watch it right fucking now, shall we? <laughs> Why the fuck are we podcasts on New Year's Eve? Jesus. We're crazy. Um, okay, so my silver, although I must say, just side note, I found this so hard. <laughs> this whole thing, so hard. I have such a long list of honourable yeah. mentions because there's so many that I wanted to say, but... Everyone's so kind of... It's almost like... I've asked you to rank your family members or something like that. Just it's want everyone that. to know. That's easy. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't mean it just because I didn't. This is something I care about. No, it's this just is so what hard. do I go to bed with. It's, yeah, anyway, okay, fine. We'll we all find it hard. I'll Very stop. tricky. I'll stop laboring the point. Um, so my silver is um, If Bill Street Could Talk. Ooh. And I changed this today. Um, I'd done it last week and then I changed it. Yes, uh, similar to Jen. I just felt, oh, I need to say this. It was promoted or it was demoted? It was promoted. Promoted, okay. Yes, it was in the honorable mentions. The favourite was there before. Um, Gosh, or... Anyway, some (laughs) others. Um, But, so I went with If Bill Street Could Talk because um, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful like visually and um, verbally like the words and you know my debate with this film was is this like a great film or is it James Baldwin's book that's great 
And the answer is both, I think. <laughs> um, but it is his poetry that comes through, like, as the narrative. But there's something about this just visually that just kind of swept me along. It feels like a dream. It's like, it's so beautiful. And there's these, it has such a lovely mix of, I'm going to linger here on this little moment here. And then we're going to move on and, and you know, support, the, be in service of the plot. And then we're going to linger here. And it's just, it, I feel like films don't do that that well very often. Often it's like one or the other. Like we're just plot, you know, going along with the plot or, you know, it's too poetical, it's too broad and you're like, what is the actual point of this? And this, I felt like, did both really, really well. The acting was really good. It made me laugh. There's an, a great scene. It's one of my favourite scenes in cinema. Of like, And it's small and it's domestic. It's just like this scene where... So what's the, what's the plot, I think, that set up the scene? Everybody knows the plot. Come on. No. <laughs> Sorry, I get carried away and think that everyone does. Um, so the plot is um, about this girl, Tish, and her boyfriend, Bonnie. And uh, she, you know, they're very early in their relationship. She gets pregnant. He goes to prison for something he hasn't done for a rape that he's accused of. Um, and so she's pregnant, like, whilst he's in prison, and it's kind of the fallout from that, and then her, you know, trying to work to get him out of prison, to get him legal support and stuff, and, and really that's it, like, yeah. it, it, that's, that's the premise. Um, and then, the, yeah, there's a great scene where she tells her family that she's pregnant. You know, bearing in mind they're not married, he's in prison, like, it's not a great situation. I mean, when is it set? Um, in like the 60s yeah, yeah. and um, her family uh, led by Regina Hall in a great performance are just so warm and just like okay we'll deal with it this is not ideal but whatever um, and then his family obviously he's in prison he has a very like his dad is a bit of a drunk but his his mum and his sisters are very religious and evangelical and like not okay with this at all and uh, so she tells them, she brings them around and says, you know, I'm pregnant and we love each other. We're going to get married, so it's, it doesn't matter. He's going to get out of prison, so it doesn't matter. And uh, it doesn't go well. The, the mum in particular kind of is like, you're going to hell, you're an awful person. Like, yeah. And her sister just is like a lioness she just like <laughs> rears up and goes after them and it's just it's so bad because you shouldn't enjoy somebody being torn down in that way but they were so nasty to her and she's <laughs> such a young girl and she's so earnest and she's trying to be like I'm a good girl you know I love your son we're gonna get married and her sister just rips them to pieces in such a savage way I just oh, I enjoyed it so much. Um, <laughs> anyway, so there's that one scene. But overall, I think it's just it's tragic and it's beautiful. It's not very, um, you know, it doesn't tell you what to think, but it just presents things as like, well, this is the way things are. I do think that's okay. Um, and I like that. I like yeah. being left like a, a filmmaker telling, letting the audience, you know, interpret things. Um, and, and, you know, there's shades of grey. It's not a very kind of villain and good person. There's people, that, you know, all the way in between. Um, but ultimately, it's just because it's so beautiful and it's mm. so poetic and it just feels like a kind of dreamscape thing. Nice. And I think it's beautiful, yeah. Nice. 
Sorry. Well, I went all no, that. you're making me want to watch it. <laughs> it's been on the list. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Again, that list is there. Yeah. Good. You yeah. should. I'd love to know what you think. I'm ready yeah. to leave this this place and come <laughs> <laughs> So this has been great. This has been good. I've got to go later. Got some movies to catch up on. Nice. So Jen. Yeah. yeah. Silver. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to some form of mainstream, which didn't feel mainstream at all. Okay. Uh, my my silver is The Shape of Water. Ooh. The Shape of Water. I've heard all kinds of thoughts and feelings about that film. Not mostly positive. Uh-huh. Most people had all kinds of... I have no clue. I don't have, tend to read reviews uh-huh. even after I've seen mm-hmm. films unless there was something about the film I wanted to know more about. Yeah. But the few bits of feedback I've heard here and there and I was like okay cool um, again same, similar thing with with The Shape of Water it's just poetic it's if you take it at face value that a woman falls in love with a monster yeah well that's just dumb you don't look <laughs> at it that way <laughs> Beauty and the Beast exactly <laughs> it, it's like just <laughs> no <laughs> Guillermo del Toro and his cinematographer have somehow brought all of these colors that are so dull and dark into this warmth yeah. of such a, 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 a interesting love story that is more about the, the human than it is about the, the, the supposed monster yeah. and about how she sees the world and how she interacts with the world and... Um, her friendship with Otavia Spencer is so subtle, but it's there, and it's just, it's just unique. And and Sally Hawkins, I've always loved Sally Hawkins. Yeah. Happy Go Lucky to date remains one of my favorite films ever. Yeah. And she just she portrayed that character. Just, just perfectly. It just to to have a um, to have a mute. <laughs> as your main character yeah. Yeah. is a tough call. Originally, when I started watching it, I was like, oh, this feels very much like uh, Dark City. It had that feel about it, and I was yeah. like, please don't be that. <laughs> and it, it just... It had all of that darkness attached to it, but yeah. at the same time, it just was such a warm film. And the use of uh, cinematography throughout and the shots of her on the bus and the rain and the, the yeah. rain at the end when they, they're by the river, and it just... It's just a whole lot of uh, images that stay in my head, and yeah. just a feeling that it's been it, it had been a long time since I I'd really kind of like welled up at a film like yeah. that. Um, so that would be my my silver nice. would be the shape of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember it's he's got such a such a distinct kind of visual style it all kind of seems somehow like yeah like fairy taleish yeah. yeah like everything's a little yeah. bit bigger and a little yeah. bit you know if the paint's peeling the paint's really peeling and it's yeah. all create everything looks a bit like an oil painting yeah um yeah yeah i remember it looking amazing and yeah sally Hawkins. i remember one scene where she's trying to convince richard jenkins who's also really yeah, good he's it, great to, to do something or to go and help or whatever and she's doing it and you can't i mean did they subtitle her in terms of 
he no, um, interpreted it. He interpreted it. it. He said a lot of her words, and then yeah. the rest of the film, it was just C- left and interpretation. You just get it all. And I can't remember who it was who actually won the Oscar that year, but I remember being annoyed that it yes. wasn't Sally Hawkins. Yeah, agreed. Oh, it wasn't yeah. her. It, it wasn't, wasn't her. No, she was nominated, but she didn't win it. Frances McDormand. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Who was equally brilliant. Yeah. She's really good. She was. But, but I just... The the year Sally got she got an Oscar for uh, she got a Globe for Happy Go Lucky yeah and it was just like yes give her the all the yeah. all the awards Sally's yeah, fantastic yeah. yeah Blue I Jasmine just, she was genius yeah. in Blue Jasmine yeah I think I just thought Frances McDormand's probably going to get more opportunities than Sally oh yeah, yeah she'll get another role yeah. written for her yeah. Oscar winning yeah. role absolutely. Thing. So that's the silver. <laughs> the silver is Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm keeping my silver Sierra. in 2017. Wow. Um, Your favorite year. My yeah. favorite year of the decade, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> when uh, I was telling Jen about what film it was, I, I told her that uh, I felt this film was kind of like a wake-up slap in the face of woke America. Okay. So my silver film is Get Out. Um, As soon as she said wake up slam, I was like, I know, I got it. Um, It was just, it was one of those films where you go in it and you think that you know kind of what the the meaning of the film is going to be or what like the plot line is going to be. You know, you got this black guy that's dating this white girl going home to see the family I mean, obviously, something's going to go down. Yeah. Like, We've all seen Guess Who's Coming. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, we, we know what's happening. But the way this film was, was made and shot and just, like, the tense moments and just these shots on people's faces where they're unable to say all of the things that they need to say, it's just, it was just incredible yeah. to me. And um, I can never drink a cup of cup of tea the same like I can't do the stirring um but it was one of those films that was really needed at the time and it's still needed it's kind of like I don't want to sound preachy or like white privilege over here but it's like we we go around and we talk and we're like yeah racism is bad this is bad yeah we're we're dealing with it it's over with and Get Out was one of those films that was like actually you know what maybe you need to look in the mirror a little more and see what's really going on under the surface because it's not all what it seems yeah 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 absolutely yeah I mean I can't disagree with that it's a it's a a slap is the word yeah feel like afterwards it's just kind of ooh Yeah. yeah Yeah, and I remember, to, I mean, to be maybe slightly controversial, um, stereotypically, stereotypically, oh, here we go. a trait of African-American people oh, is that they shout a lot whilst watching films in the cinema. It's been detailed and scary movie, so I feel comfortable talking about it here. You can cut this, right? It will be cut. It will be cut. But it, I, it kind of it turned me into a scary movie African-American person because I was shouting at the screens. We watched it over Christmas when we went away with your sister and we watched it on, uh, uh, just on the TV and we were sitting there and I remember shouting at the screen several times. <laughs> like, what are you doing again? <laughs> it was get just, out. Just get out. Get it out. just grabbed you and yeah. just yeah. so tense and just... Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I mean, the, the spoilery things that I'd love yeah, to talk about. Yeah, you can't about, talk about it. I can't talk yeah. about it, but I'd love to. But yeah, yeah. very, very good. 
And you start putting yourself in yeah. his shoes. And yeah. then in those parts where he's feeling these intense, like, feelings, that's, like, I don't... Like, the hypnosis type things. Yeah. Like, you feel yourself falling down that mm. that hole with yeah. them. And it's, like... Yeah. Ah. Mm. It grips you. Yeah. Very, very smartly put together movie. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And it, and And... What that did well, I mean, we talked about it a lot in our in our us flicks, mm-hmm. but in comparison to us, Get Out is just a great film. Like it's difficult to watch it without anything else. But even if you don't take into account any of the subtext or the this or mm-hmm. the that or yeah. what what yeah. it's actually saying is this, it's just a great, it's really a good tense film. film. Yeah. And you watch it and you think that was great, and then when you're sitting there afterwards, you're thinking about it. Like, so when he said that, he was actually took oh, and then he was that yeah. ah. And that's what us didn't have. It was all Not the kind of well. aftermath yeah. of like, oh, what okay. this means is this. But in terms of the actual nuts and bolts of the film, mm-hmm. it wasn't as good. And it's, I you wonder whether you would have enjoyed us more had you not seen Get Out first. Okay, that's And fair. you thought, well, yeah. you, can, you can do it. You yeah. can do it. But it's, yeah. Wow. So we're into what the realm of golds. <sighs> the big G. <laughs> the best film. Well, our favourite film. Yes, not the best. Of the last ten years. Well. Um, <laughs> uh, and for me, I have to go all the way back to the beginning. Oh. Got to go to 2010. I know. Do you know it? Oh. Oh, 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 oh. No, go on. Toy Story 3. Yeah. Is, we, and we watched it again recently. We watched all of the Toy Stories we after did. watching Toy Story 4. We did. I watched Toy Story and I thought, Fuck, this is an amazing film. And I watched Toy Story th- 2. And I thought, Jesus, this is, oh my God, this is amazing. This is just as good as Toy Story 1. And I watched Toy Story 3. How is this the best one? How is this? How is the third one the best of all of these? It takes these characters, that, and, it, and it's clever in the, or Pixar were clever in the, it's, it was, it's not a, a kind of a trilogy thing as people do these days where it's like we do one film and then two years later we do the other film and so you get six years and you've got the whole or five years you've got the whole thing Toy Story 3 you're watching characters that you've spent the last 15 years with yeah and it and it rounds that story out I mean we didn't need Toy Story 4 Toy Story 4 is really good as well it's like a bonus it's a bonus (laughs) extra thing that you think oh that's going to be shit and it wasn't shit at all but Toy Story 3 rounds out all of these stories so well. As with all Pixar films, it's so efficiently written. Everything means something. Every, there's no wasted lines or scenes or moments. It, it takes all of the characters that you've fallen in love with from the last couple of films and gives you what you want from them and sometimes changes things slightly. They find a new angle on Buzz, which is difficult because he's quite a kind of one-dimensional character. They find a way to change him. Then they introduce these new characters, lots of hugging bear, Ken, bloody uh, Michael Keaton as Ken with his, <laughs> his all wardrobe. his wardrobe and the talk to, with the tearing of the clothes. It's amazing. Uh, it's a great adventure and it's, it's so heartfelt. It just makes me want to throw up everywhere. It's so... (laughs) Like, the end of that film, I've watched it maybe three or four times, and every single time, it has just reduced me to an absolute wreck. Because it's so... It's... it's, 
It's not a kids film. No, it is a kids film. But it's not a it's kids not. film. It's about like retirement and death and how to come to terms with, with the family that you live with and the way that relationships change and stuff. But it's a, with fucking dinosaur toys and a <laughs> spaceman. It makes no sense, but it just has such a direct line to my heart that even... Talking about it makes me want to cry. What did it's, you see? Three seconds oh. of it yesterday when um, you were in tears? Yeah, so I'm going to jump on this because Toy Story is also my gold oh! for the decade. Toy Story 3. Perfect. So, oh, wow. Um, That's fun. Yeah, yesterday I saw three seconds and it's just this quick cl- clip of Jessie just like putting um, uh, putting her hand on Bullseye's little hoof and just like, it's okay, just stop. We're all here together. We're all in this together. And just tears, like just <laughs> yeah. thinking about it now, like yeah. welling up. Like it's it's the perfect film. The reality of yeah. that situation that they're living yeah. through, the emotional <laughs> truths that they yeah. are bringing out is yeah. mind-boggling. That, that is, it's a kid's film. Well, and kids are watching, oh, it's fun. It's bright and colourful. And I think, <laughs> for, I think for our age, we grew up with, with one. This is it. Yeah. We just grew up with all of them. They became our friends. You, yeah. you like knew they were reliable. You saw Andy grow up mm-hmm. and they were reliable to him. Yeah. And then it comes to this point where it's like, okay, when you grow up, what's next? Yeah. And you have to face this loss of the past, but you see it moving forward to the future and like at the end of the film Andy's like talking about what a good toy Woody was and how he wasn't just a toy he was yeah. someone that's going to be with you and it's yeah. like <sighs> yeah that's what life is we we keep them with us but yeah. we pass it on and yeah yeah it's not a kids movie it's not it's, it's not, not. <laughs> I refuse to believe that yeah nobody sang it yes, guys we're just <laughs> okay okay Woo! So toy story three emotional <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Let's just have a moment of science. <laughs> moment of science is I'm good on podcasts. Somebody else say This is not going to help you. <laughs> um, I will do you my gold then, um, but it is not surprising and has already been discussed, and Uh-oh. it is Get Out. Oh. Okay. Um, for me, that was the easiest decision of this really? whole Really? Yeah. Like, far and away the best film in the last decade wow it just I felt like it was so original so unique like so clever it did you know what you were saying about it 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 has that it has a basic level that works perfectly and it has a deeper level that works perfectly and has an even deeper level that works perfectly and I just don't think you see films like that very often um and yeah I just it's yeah you said it like you know is a slap in the face for me it was a complete slap and in a, in you know in both the issues that it discussed but also just the filmmaking mm-hmm. approach i just was like oh my god what is happening here like it just sucked me in i was entirely with it and i didn't know where it was going i i just i don't know i don't think i even had time to think where is this going mm-hmm. i was just on the ride mm-hmm. um I thought the acting was amazing and it just kind of blew me away. It was kind of one of those films that you come out and you're like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I feel like I've been beaten up by that film. Um, And it, you know, as it should, it's an important film. It says, it has important things to say, but yeah, I won't labor it too much because we've talked about it already, but I just thought it was, I, easiest decision of this whole thing for me. I thought it was like head and shoulders above the rest. Wow. Like just amazing. 
I think it will go down in history as a like a monumental moment in film. Yeah. Of like, this was just new and different yeah. and yeah. impactful. Yeah. I agree. So. Oh shit, I mean, you can't give much of a stronger compliment than yes. that. It's a monumental moment in <laughs> To me, it is. I can't overstate this. I don't enough. know if people have seen films like that, but I certainly haven't. No, that way. kind of psychological thriller. So they, they kept trying to call it horror, but it was too no. smart for that. Yeah. It was, it was psycho-like. In yeah. It's it mm. just so twisted and brilliant. Yeah. And, and very the, important in terms of, because it won the Oscar. Yeah. And yeah. those films don't win Oscars for no. best screenplay. You yeah. kind of didn't let them not give it the Oscar. Yeah. It's like, yes, it's this very kind of genre-y kind of yeah. niche, you know, thing. Yeah, niche thing, but it's so layered. And yeah. Imp- and also I feel like it's a film that you could get everyone to go see. Yeah. yeah. Like you could get your racist aunt to go see it. <laughs> yeah. And she, you know, she might learn something. She might hate it. Great, whatever. Yeah. But like, I don't know, you know, I felt like it was very... It had all these different levels, mm. um, but it had such a strong message, and I thought, yeah, everybody should see it. It's one of those films mm. that you're like, I would recommend it to everyone, yeah, yeah. regardless of who they are and what they think. Mm. Um, yeah, anyway, I'll stop. But it was my favourite. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds like it. So, Jen, yeah. it all comes down to you. Round us off. The I'm final on. gold of the 2010s. If, what if, do you got? If you know me... You know that <laughs> my favorite Christmas movie from the day the Carol came out was gonna be Carol. Carol um, with Dia Kate Blanchett. Is who a to- didn't say hello to yeah. you? Who never said hello to me when she was filming in, in the Seattle. public library, which is an important piece of information, Kate. If you're listening, Jesus. <laughs> if you're listening, Kate, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? She probably might. Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So no, Carol, Carol to me is on all levels a film I wish I knew how to write and shoot in that it comes from a great story. They kind of reimagined the story when they, the, the written, the written version, um, by, um, Patricia Highsmith. Thank you, Patricia Highsmith. I'm on the Wikipedia page, don't worry. I appreciate that. No, so Patricia Highsmith wrote a much darker version than the filmic version of it. Okay. Um, But the spirit of it is still there. Um, But what I love, Todd Haynes has a way of picking his cinematographer to create just beautiful filmic imagery. Mm through photography so with this film he brought back uh, a, a near unknown photographer called Saul Leiter went through all of his stuff plus other photography of the era and just has so many incredibly beautifully shot um, scenes in it that again kind of like um, uh, Klaus the animated movie we discussed yes you can literally take a photo of every scene yeah. in that film and put it up on a wall. It's, it's stunning. It's a, a beautiful love story. It has its cheesiness to it, but there's something about bringing Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara together, and then you have Sarah Paulson as an added character in there, and you have um, 
I took notes. I'm going to look at my notes mm-hmm. because my brain's not working. Um, Cal Chandler, as her husband, who feels very betrayed and very upset, even though he's not been there at all. And the, the period is just beautiful. They managed to somehow make Cincinnati feel like a big city, mm-hmm. even though um, Cincinnati is not a big city. And they, there's a lot of Art Deco there, so they were able to just oh, recreate scenes there. And it's just... The, the music is... It just... I still listen to that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it made me want to reread the book. And it's, I don't know, it's just a beautiful story, beautifully shot, and with an extra layer of having a filmmaker who went and did research of that era in a way that wasn't to add detail, but to add um, atmosphere, I guess, which often gets lost they just kind of add the clothes and a few pictures here mm-hmm. and there and then it's like okay we're in the 20s mm. with with him he somehow uses you know massive close-ups and layer upon layer of of uh images that if you look at a scene you've got about three things happening at the same time all the time yeah or it's and it's super quiet at the same time so yeah that is, I can watch that movie over and over. Nice. Yeah. The way that was shot, it kind of sweeps you away back to that time um, where you actually can put yourself in all of the scenes and mm. you feel like you're right there, like you're a passerby on the street and you're just completely involved and mm. enraptured in what you're seeing happening. It's, it's a really beautiful film. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. you liked that, didn't you? I really liked it as well, yeah. Similar reasons. I thought it was beautiful. And just, yeah, very kind of nostalgic, very good at capturing the time, the essence of the time. Yeah, it was very beautiful. And, uh, yeah, very iconic in yeah. terms of its images, some of them. Kate Blanchett is obviously yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> she just has to, like, breathe. She's right. just like an icon the moment she's on screen, I think. Yeah. I think she's great, yeah. Yeah, and he got a performance out of Rooney Mara that I'd never seen before. Rooney Mara that is just being her today self yeah. or very angry in Girl with a Dragon Tattoo yeah but there's really no in between and he somehow managed to 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 have a person through a few weeks change in age by just growing by being herself yeah it's kind of genius yeah yeah nice wow Oof. What, a, what a thoughtful last round that was yeah emotion thought yeah, power what and the movies are all about. And now, what I know that you've all been waiting for. <laughs> are there any honourable mentions that we also want to say? Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> now that we've done the Funny important you stuff. Ask. <laughs> what have you got? You know. The favourite. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the favourite. It's a very close call with that. Yeah. Very close call. Loved the music in that and editing, and I just thought it was really cool. Loved the fact that it's three women as the yeah. main um, characters. Really original. Thought it was great. It was sharp. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, and it was impact- impactful. It kind of stays yeah. with you. I loved it. Like a period queen. Yeah, film but like that a bit different. Shot like yeah, it was exactly. exactly. Yeah, it was like a off the. I don't. It was just a Punky. nutty. Yeah, nutty, Weird, but great. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Period piece. Yeah. 
The favourite. Yes, good. Yes, Anything absolutely. Else? Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine. Why Blue Jasmine? Ah, it's one of those films, again, that just stays with you, and it's Kate Blanchett, and it's, um, you know, those spiraling downward moments and refinding yourself and learning to breathe again type things. Mm-hmm. I think I'm drawn to those films. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not examine too much yeah. why. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, I, I'm going to have to do a Swiss mention. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, that I, I have another piece of interesting uh, trivia to go with it. My life is a zucchini. Oh. oh, I heard good things about Cartoon, that. I never saw it. Short-ish feature uh, about uh, children in uh, a home who get adopted by this guy, but it's this guy who comes and visits them all the time, and eventually he get they get adopted. Made in Switzerland, I found out written by uh, Celine Sciamma, who did Tom uh, Toy, ah. Toy Boy, um, Tom Boy as well, not Toy Boy. And the portrait of a lady on fire. Ah, your fave. And mm. so now it explains the depth of such a sweet cartoon mm. that got nominated for an Oscar. Oh. So maybe go, that's where I heard of it from. Then. Go Switzerland. Oscar nom. Yeah, maybe. It was, yeah, yeah it was. I've definitely heard of it. It was definitely, yeah, it was nominated for an Oscar and uh, just a really, really um, lovely story about being in foster care as a family. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Big fan. Anyone else? I've got loads. Um, Paddington. Mm. Yes. Paddington. Just Paddington. Just Paddington. Everyone's Paddington. If we all had a number four, we would have had Paddington on our Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Ben Winshaw, Ben Ben Winshaw as the voice was perfect. Mm. Yeah. Just makes me sad. Makes me sad, which is why I don't watch it that often because it always makes me want to go home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it it's so London, and I yeah love it. But anyway, yeah, say so Paddington all over. Yeah, same. The Lego Movie. Oh, I mean, everything what is a awesome. Great show. Yeah, what a great everything show. is awesome. <laughs> everything is awesome. That's it. Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> Again, kind of like Toy Story Four in that. You hear it announced, and you think, "Who the fuck wants yeah, to watch like, a Lego movie?" <laughs> and then you watch it, and it's really funny in a really silly way. Yeah. And you, you think, find "This is funny. Crying. This is funny. This is funny. This is funny." And then, and then it kind of changes. And it's moving. And you think, "Why am I crying? <laughs> fuck, how did you do this? Exactly. Lego, you bastards." Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a great show. I'm gonna put that out with the Muppets as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then the, the next yeah. Muppet with the the evil. Kermit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if we're talking kids' films, I'll throw in Coco as well. Yeah. Oh, that was so I, good. I yeah. haven't watched it because I know it's going to be that one. Boy. I am just in a puddle. You are going to... It's going to fuck you up. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm not prepared for that. I was going to say, we're not strong enough for that now. You have to watch, yeah. to watch it. It's, yeah, it's really... It's so sweet and so sad. And... So uh, and it it kind of and I, I I won't say what it is because it's a, a spoiler, but there was a point about a third of the way through that I knew, right? The end of this film is going to be that character do this character doing something, in, and with this other character, that's going to be a scene, and it's going to kill me, and I had like an hour to prepare for it, <laughs> and it still killed me. It was awful. But wonderful. Okay, okay, that's a good shout. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. 
I'm going to say uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh-oh. Ooh. Someone else bringing up some superhero stuff. Yes. Well done. But I felt like this was out of the ordinary superhero. And I thought it was great. I thought it was a great film. Um, like, the animation was really cool. Uh, the message was really cool. It yeah. was very, like, you know inclusive it was very much like you anyone can be a superhero yeah like you don't have to be a straight white man um <laughs> see again attacked again um yeah i thought i had a great message a really good heart to it and it was really funny and i loved the animation yeah jake johnson yeah was, uh, really great to be parker yeah really really good yeah Again, really funny in a silly way. Yeah. And then hits you with those emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 What uh, else? Uh, jumping off of that, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a pluck there. Yeah, just... Why uh, Iron Man 3 above... Again, one of those films where you're broken down, you're beating, <laughs> you nowhere else to go, and you have to pull yourself up and... That's true. And go. He does. He I, I enjoyed seeing... The complete breakdown of Tony Stark and yeah. watching him have to like reevaluate what was important and come back to it's it. It's not just Iron Man. Tony Stark's pretty cool yeah. as well. Like as a person, yeah. it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And again, really funny because it's Shane Black. Yep. It's kind of playing with a lot of the tropes that you expect of action films. The bit that I always come back to is right right at the end. It's not a spoiler. There's lots of stuff going on and there's a big battle and Stark's there with Rhodey and they're hiding behind a thing and he pops up and then he pops down for a second and he said, right, where are they? He's like, I don't know, it was too quick, I didn't see it. <laughs> because they always do that in films and they yeah. have the perfect layout of everything that's happening. So I'm going to um, bring up some Paul Feig and some... Uh... <laughs> I was waiting for it. Which one? <laughs> Who had 11.15, everybody? Who had 11.15? <laughs> I, got, I got to celebrate the man. Go that, for it. What did he have? I think three or four comedies this decade. Okay. The, um, between Bridesmaids, obviously, Kickoff. Yeah. Not my favourite. No. Okay. Not, not a big fan of that film. However, The Heat, Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy, big fan. Yeah. Spy, Crack Me Up, No End. The Boss flawed um great just really entertaining films and he just knows how to throw together a bunch of funny women generally mm. and a few dudes and we all know you know how you feel about Shaw what's his name Hobson Shaw the Hobson oh. Shaw <laughs> Jason Statham Jason Statham yeah but oh, he Jason. somehow managed to direct the guy into being a complete caricature of himself but in a funny way, where where Statham wasn't trying to be funny. He was actually mostly acting like himself, and it turned <laughs> and out to hilarious. be funny. <laughs> um, and just throwing in Alice and Johnny in the middle as well, for a good measure. And then, not Paul Feig related, but funny women related, I'm throwing in the spy who oh died me. Oh, of course! <laughs> because I have watched that film so many times... And it's not been out long enough for me to do that. But the thing that got me the first time I watched it, it's not a great film, but it's an entertaining film. But to see an action, a supposed action hero running through a building in eastern Bulgaria or wherever they're meant to be, and some dudes are just sitting there 
stuffing their face and watching Alf in Polish or in Bulgaria or wherever they are. <laughs> Subtitles in Bulgaria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frankly, the funniest thing I've ever seen. Who comes up with that shit? I would put Alf in the middle of a comedy <laughs> because it's Alf. But yeah, that, that made me very happy. It's a silly film. You don't need to watch all of it ever. It, it's like Spy. You can start it and then just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> it is one of the most ridiculous films ever, but it's it's funny. It, <laughs> it keeps you laughing. I've made you guys watch that by now, right? Yes, yes yeah. we have watched yes. it. <laughs> yeah, you're staying very quiet. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> but that's good. That's yeah. good. It wouldn't be interesting if everybody exactly. loved every film. It wouldn't be interesting. Um, I'll go on to one that I was going to put in but then realised that we'd already done a flicks about it so I didn't uh, Star Wars Rogue One uh, I'm going to throw that out as uh, a film that um, is kind of astonishing in that it had huge extensive reshoots which is always the sign of like this is going to be a terrible film and has been for many films in the past and many films since but somehow it's an amazing film even though it all just got changed around it's the the only Star Wars film I think to really earn the wars thing it's all pretty gritty and pretty grimy and pretty dirty and it the the character I think um the, the main character is a great hero to kind of get behind a really interesting story and dealing with her dad and and issues with that and it ends it with maybe the most... I watched that film three... I watched that film four times in the cinemas, which is not something that I make a habit of. I watched it twice with Aaron, after which we did the, uh, our flicks, and I watched it once with you because I needed to talk to you about it. And then we, <laughs> and then we went home and Rob uh, was going to see it and he said, do you want to come and see it again? And I thought, fuck it, okay, I'll go and see it. And I went to see it a fourth time. And I have to say, fourth time, uh, I was a little bit... Uh, but then the last ten minutes <laughs> kicks in. And my heart is... <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I had to, I had to make an honourable mention of that. Because it's... Yeah, it, it just dovetails in to A New Hope so beautifully. So perfectly. It's... it's oh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Someone else. I had a couple of others. Um, I had Moonlight... Lovely. Um, which I really liked again for a similar like I thought it was a beautiful film. Continuing so, your love affair with Barry Jenkins films. Seems huh? like it, yes. Um very, very beautiful, very poetic. Um, yeah, visually, yeah, I loved it. Um and then on the different kind of film is um and this one I also struggled with with my top three is uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, I'm surprised that wasn't in it. Yeah. I really liked that film. I just, it struggled. The t- this is why I said to you, I said to you guys, <laughs> this is so hard. Um, and yeah, that was one that I would have liked to have had somewhere. Why? 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 Um, I just think it was kind of, I mean, it has that same crazy, yeah. like off the wall, very creative, like bizarre, kind of punky, look to it which I think was always engaging and cool and weird um, but I loved I loved the central conceit of this woman you know this disabled woman yeah. being like the driving force mm. um, and then these this kind of troop of um, older kind of warrior women I don't even know what 
like who they were exactly but they were off on their own <laughs> you know living their own lives they didn't need no man and they were like older women like you know um, older Australian women biker as well. women <laughs> yeah adds a little bit to the and grip and you just bought them as like warrior women yeah. yeah and they were just great and I loved it, it was just yeah. so moving and cool to have these older women kind of come to battle mm. with all these this madness this like circus <laughs> of people um yeah it was a very woman heavy film and it was a woman heavy action film where you bought them as action not heroes yeah. but like you know competitors yeah um and I always loved that yeah yeah I thought it was great. It's the kind of feminist film that you feel like no one, like not even the most kind of mouth-breathy, neckbeard guy can have a problem with. Yeah. Because it's just this crazy action film yeah. that just happens to have these women, you yeah. know. And so you can read it in a really feminist way of like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, that's true. And you can also watch it as this is just a cool action film with, yeah. you know, a great guy story. with a, you know, flamethrower. Yeah. Also, yeah. Tom Hardy Tom in Hardy. it. Yeah. Not speaking... Yeah. That's what I yeah. like from him. Yeah. Please don't speak, Tom. Yep. <laughs> because he's apparently never heard a human being speak. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> don't bother, Tom. Just stay there and look nice. Yeah. Well, not really that nice, but just, you know, there. <laughs> and, yeah, an interesting, bold choice to have a Mad Max film where he's like a side character. Yeah. 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 It's not his story mm. at all. Maybe they decided of... that after they cast Tom. <laughs> actually, we're going to need to do something else here. <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah, of that's in the true. tradition of the old kind of samurai films, where this guy just kind of comes into town, gets caught up in somebody else's story, and then just moseys on down the road. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anything else from anyone? I have Wonderstruck. Wonderstruck. Talk Todd, to us about Wonderstruck. Yeah. Todd Haynes uh, made a movie for Amazon Studios, and it is equal part in the past in black and white, and in the present in color. It has a uh, I think she's deaf mute actress at the head of it. Um, she was in A Quiet Place as well, Millicent. Yes. Something. Names. She doesn't know my name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's the pace of it, the soundtrack, it just, it all came together. And what I loved about it, I actually went, we went to the cinema to see it. And it, it is another one of those movies that you see on the big screen. And there's so much intricacy in the visuals and the cinematography and the quiet and the, the noises. And because you're dealing with somebody who is deaf-mute, you get a whole different kind of approach to the storytelling. And a lot of it happens in the Museum of Natural History in New York, and then it ends up uh, in, um, I think it's in Queens, uh, where, <laughs> where Men in Black ends mm-hmm. but there's a museum <laughs> down there um, and it, it ends up with a do you call it a maquette a, uh, like a, a I, I just don't know the word in English a li- <laughs> like it's it's um, it's, it's a, a map of New York but all of the buildings are like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What is that I don't know in French it's called a maquette anyway okay. I can't help you go with that yeah. Yeah, or go through the translator let me know yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it's and, and it, I don't know there's just something really beautiful about that story and it, it again incredibly quiet yeah uh, in, it, in its telling um, and I've been looking for more of that in, in a lot of films recently 
it seems in the last decade, mm. just just inspire me quietly, which mm. um, seems to have worked. You know, yeah. uh, Todd Haynes to get cracking again. Yeah. Have you seen Dark Waters? Not yet. I didn't realize on that he the did list, that. but yeah, I have a lot of time for Todd Haynes. His previous films are spectacular as well. Yeah, nice. Anybody else for anyone else? Last two, I'll just spitball them. Go for um, it. Hunger Games, Catching Fire. Ooh, which and, one's that? Which one is that? Um, that's the second one in the series okay. um, where all of the um, tributes come back. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the clock. The champion of champions. Champions right. of champions yeah. fighting it out. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, one of those where, again, you're, you're picking yourself up, but it was one of those where you're like... The main character thinks that she's got it all figured out. She's pulled back in this and finally has to accept her role. Yeah. And, like, you become resigned to who you're, the role you're supposed to play. Nice. Um, and then the second one is Arrival. Yes. Um, with Ooh, Amy Adams. Love yeah. Arrival. That was just a beautiful film. It was tense and quiet and loud all at the same time. Yeah. There's all kinds of things going on in that film. And I yeah. just, it was up there. And just complicated enough, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Like, kind of a mindfuck, yeah. yeah. but the kind that you can work out with, like, a little 15-minute chat afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. okay, so what I think what happened is, is yeah, yeah, you can just kind of work it out. It's not, yeah, yeah a real head-scratcher. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's a great yeah. film. Yeah. Um, I'm only, uh, I've only got one more, I think. I mean, I could have more, but I'm only going to do one more, uh, which is Her. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, the Spike Jones uh, Whacking Phoenix um, film. Uh, about a guy who falls in love with his operating system. Uh, it's, again, in that similar kind of ex machinery kind of way, it's sci-fi, but it's very kind of small sci-fi, even though it's dealing with quite kind of big things. Um, Whacking Phoenix, I think, is one of the best actors working today. I think he's absolutely incredible. and I, I, It's very rare that you'll see him in a film and not think... Fucking out, Joaquin Phoenix was great in that, um, and I think he was really great in that. I think Amy Adams is really good in it. Uh, I think, I mean, could you say Scarlett Johansson's good? Yeah, in it? it's yeah, just her voice, yeah, but yeah. she's she's yeah. It's the um, delivery that counts. Yeah, it's um, yeah, kind of sad and happy and heartbreaking and shot in a really nice way and has a future that is not perfect. Like some things are much better and other things are worse and. Yeah, it kind of looks believable as a future. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. There we go. That's my right. That's me. Yeah. Anything else for you? I think I need to stop. I've got <laughs> more, but I think, yeah, I, I'll, I'll stop it there. I'll also throw in Train to Busan, oh. actually. Fuck it. I'll throw in Train to Busan, which is a, a Korean um, zombie film set on a train. Mm. Uh, and it's really good and really exciting and the people who are playing they're like running zombies they're not shuffling zombies and so they're really scary and these extras or whatever they get to play the zombies give it fucking a hundred percent they're like twisting themselves all around they're terrifying and there's a bit at the end that just absolutely blew me away and just kind of broke my heart and made me happy and made me sad and yeah in a way that I wasn't expecting at the end of a, a zombie film so um, yeah I'm going to mm. throw that one in as well because it was frigging great whew so wow. well what a decade it has been what a decade it has been <laughs> with 30 minutes left good job yeah, yeah 30 yeah. minutes of the year left unless there's another gra- cracking film that's released in the next 30 minutes I think we can all be confident in our choices yeah. um, thank you very much for sharing them it's 
super duper interesting always interesting to um, yeah pick other people's brains and especially when they're choices that you wouldn't have made it's much mm. more interesting yeah. really yeah. fascinating um, so that was our, our spoiler free review of 2010 as a whole our gold silver bronze but what did we learn what did we learn in this discussion everybody what did we learn mm. Much like a Hallmark movie, sometimes a small town girl just needs to, <laughs> to find herself <laughs> and save the world. But only when she has been broken down entirely yeah. yeah. and she just needs to pick herself back up. Yeah. And is that guy Santa Claus? Maybe. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else? Keep making movies, people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. like watching them. And just make them, to it. make them weird. Yeah. Make them weird because Be original. some yeah. people will probably hate them, but some people will fucking love, love them, them. Yeah. Yeah. and will yeah. bring them to the table in a discussion such as this. Yeah. Absolutely. Just keep telling uh, your story. Just yeah. be weird. Cheers! <laughs>